I'm gonna suck your fucking dick. Alright, and what is fucking up, peeps? And welcome to the Totally Inappropriate Radio Show with me, the amazing living legend herself, Kimber motherfucking Haven. <laughs> yes, you can tell I'm not working the board, so uh, fuck you to the fucking producer. Hey, producer, fuck you. Absolute power. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So if you guys have been living under a rock, my name is Kimber Haven. I am a legendary porn star, director of mainstream stuff as well as porn. I have a Wikipedia. I have an IMDb page. I've appeared in Netflix and two different shows as cameos as myself. Um, I've been in Hustler Magazine. I've been in Transformation Magazine. I've won numerous awards. I've been nominated for hundreds. So Good for you. Yeah, I'm the fucking living legend. I don't, motherfucker. I don't feel the need to brag. It's all right. It's all right. You know, <clears throat> they say I'm cocky, but I say what? Ain't bragging, motherfucker. If you can back it up. So who do I got over there in the fucking producer chair that's want want wanting me? You have the humble. <clears throat> legendary porn star. <laughs> the humble legendary <laughs> porn star. Okay. Okay. Pint sized powerhouse, Raven Rocks. Okay. The, uh, hold on. I, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. You see, this is what happens when you're the fucking producer. You get, you get, ah, I get, wah, wah. Fuck you. So one of your girls is in the room. When is she not in the room? She's a horny bitch. She's always in the room. She's always scouting. Just say no at drugs. Kids. She's always she's always trying to pick from our from our live chat crew. See who she's gonna play with next. Fucking horny bitch. <laughs> horny honey. Honey and horny. Very similar. She says may have to hit the vape. I thought she was done with that after <laughs> she basically knocked herself out. <laughs> <coughs> You gonna live? You gonna knock yourself out? <laughs> Some good shit. <laughs> I got hooked up last night. <clears throat> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm real good. I'm gonna be real good. I'm gonna be so fucking good, girl. I am very good. I am very well behaved. <clears throat> you are not very good because you had a pot. I am the be- I am the most well behaved porn star you have ever met. Well, that that's that could be considered true, but that's because you're a you don't like making waves. No, no, I am what's called diplomatic. Whereas I, on the other hand, I'm always in fucking trouble from some site or something. I'm always getting banned, kicked off, exiled. Fucking told, don't come back here. I'm diplomatic. You're the tranny Donald Trump. I'm the fucking bitch that gets fucking removed from a biker bar because I'm dressed too scantily. (laughs) I get fucking kicked off of red carpets. I get fucking approached by security all the time. It's like, Jesus, I feel harassed, bro. I feel harassed. 
behave. Well, maybe they should fucking learn how to have a good time. God damn. A good time. A good time, yeah. Okay. I have good times without getting in trouble. Were you there the very first time they tried to kick me out of the AVN? Yes. When the guy was wanting to take a picture of me with with me and he grabbed my boobie? Yeah, and they threw a fit. Yeah, and I was like, I don't give a fuck. Because the fans were touching you. Yeah, I haven't. uh, Which is funny. Touch me, grope me. Which is funny because watch any video of like, uh, like the highlights. That like the AVNs will do or the TEAs will do. Any of the conventions, X-Biz, you know, Exotica. And they'll show these guys that are posing with these models and porn stars. And they got their hands all over them. But no, <laughs> can't touch the trannies. Yeah, well, the, the difference is, as you well know, security is always staring at me. Security is keeping a close eye on me at all fucking times. I'm a giant beacon and I... I can have 80 girls walk through the fucking lobby of the casino in bras and panties. If I walk through in a bikini, I get busted. And that is 100% true. I saw something the other day and it made me laugh. It was uh, how to find your short girlfriend in Walmart. And it made me think of you because every nobody misses you when you're out <laughs> because you're taller than most everybody. But this guy took, as his girlfriend was shopping, and clipped a helium balloon to her, to her like, hoodie, uh, to the hood on her hoodie. Like a child. Yes, and she's walking through the store, and you're just, they're videoing, following her balloon through the store. And I'm like, that's some shit Kimber would totally do. Well, no, because I have a good vantage (laughs) point. So I can pretty well see everybody. Oh, please. I'm like on a watchtower. I'm a living watchtower. <laughs> so I, I have a really good vantage point. I can look around a store and pretty well see over people. That's the problem this guy had. He couldn't see over other grown men, but I can easily see over grown men. I have the opposite problem. I can't see over anybody. <clears throat> you know, you know, people that have never fucking met me in person have heard how big I am. They probably don't know. They don't know. You, nothing prepares you for in real life. <laughs> well, what was it? It was Fetish Con. I think it was the last one we did. Trixie had one of her Johns come in the house to pick <clears throat> her up. And I remember he, he met us all, but I remember he said to me, he goes, wow, I thought you were taller. <laughs> and you like, wow, thanks. You're always referred to as a small one. Yeah, and it's uh, bec- it's my fault because you're not really technically small. You're about the size of a normal woman. But the thing is, I'm if, so comically if, if large. Everybody thinks you're the size of a biological. Yeah, woman. Yeah, exactly. They think you're midget. They, they think, think you're I'm like four foot one. But they refer to you as the little one because I'm so comically big. You look that much smaller. So y- you only come up to my boobage. So people are like, God damn, Raven is tiny. No, it's just Kimber's fucking big, okay? Raven's normal. For women, Raven's normal. I, I don't know that I would say that. What do you mean? Because I'm, even though I don't consider myself the pint size powerhouse anymore, I still have biceps that are bigger than most yes. women, and I'm still... It was comical. For all of our fans yeah. that have seen the video of you working out with Honey... That was fucking funny. You know what I should start? Because this has been my, even when I was a guy, my nickname or 
something I was always called, and I'm guys will still call me this. They say, and you've because of this, you've seen me dance in the clubs to this song. I've been call, called and told I'm built like a brick shit house. You know that I, I've always heard that, but God <laughs> damn it, doesn't know. sound like a compliment. <laughs> if, it doesn't. If somebody wants to tell me that I'm built like a shit house, I'm gonna punch them in the fucking face. <laughs> It's like, God damn, you're a sexy piece of shit. I'd be like, hey, thanks. You ready for your punch in the face now? I think it's supposed to mean that I'm hard to knock over. Which I don't want anybody knocking me over. No, no, it's (laughs) supposed to signify that you're extremely well made. Because they didn't make shit houses out of brick. They made them out of wood. So it's kind of like the old piggy story. So when they say... She's built like a brick shit house. What they're saying is she's built extremely well and put together right. I'm built like a Siberian Russian woman without the babushka clothes. Babushka. Babushka. (laughs) You must say it like babushka. Oh, God. Did you notice that in Stranger Things they had the most cliche accents ever? Yes. It it was obviously white guys trying to be Russian. (laughs) Babushka. You can always tell white people that try to do Russian accent. It's like, dude, come on. Russians don't really talk like that. That's You've been watching too much Rocky Four. Chill. You're not Ivan Drago. Come oh, on. Jesus. I must break you. He had like, what, six words in that entire movie? I must break you. But if you think about all the movies he's in, does he really have more than like six words in all the movies? If he dies, he dies. <laughs> Well, in Expendables, I don't remember him really talking all that much in Expendables. <clears throat> yeah, they called him Frankenstein with a shotgun. Universal Soldier. Wasn't he in Universal Soldier? Oh, he Soldier? talked a he lot. Didn't... You know, in Universal Soldier, though, he had a lot of lines. He was <laughs> he was more mouthy I've ever seen Dolph because he was just going back and forth with Jean-Claude. I love me some Universal Soldiers. You're discharged, Serge. <laughs> the war is over. It's not over for me. It's not over for you. Fucking Dolph, I must break you. If he dies, he dies. Stop. What? <laughs> Come on. I mean, how scary is he, though? I mean, are you going to get your ass kicked by well, a six foot five chemist? Now he's like 120 years old, too. Well, well he still looks scary as fuck, though. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He's a scary looking motherfucker, but he's still a chemist. It's like, how tough are you going to be? You're a fucking chemist. Is he a chemist? Yes, he's a master chemist. He's one of the, the smartest celebrities in Hollywood. Every time you see a video on YouTube saying the, the most genius level celebrities in Hollywood, he always, always makes a list. Him and that bitch from Blossom. That's oh, yeah. Like a neuroscientist she's, Yeah, or something. she's like yeah, they're both retardedly Because I think uh, Dolph Lundgren has a master's degree in chemistry. And he's he's gone to like ridiculous schools like MIT and shit. He was considered a super genius. Now, now, how fucked up is that as far as a biological motherfucking lottery? It's like, leave some for the rest of us, motherfucker. This guy is six foot five, looks like goddamn Hitler's wet dream. <laughs> and he's a fucking super genius. It, Dolph Lundgren is basically what Hitler was trying to create. The super master race, what he viewed as a super master race. If he dies, he dies. 
I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I know that Dolph Lundgren's not like that. He's a nice guy. He's a chemist. He's smart. I'm not taking anything from Dolph away. But if you think about it, he's pretty well the personification of what Hitler wanted. The height, <laughs> the size, the look. That was the super soldier that fucking yes. Hitler was trying to create. That's what he wanted. And that's why he got the job in Rocky IV, because they're trying to go with what Hitler was doing as a super soldier, but now he's a Russian super soldier because it's not PC to say he's actually an Aryan super race experiment, you know? So they had to change it to Russia, where he's a super... But it's like, dude, that has well, Hitler written all over and that him. was that was kind of at the end of the uh, Cold War, too. <clears throat> God, is it sad that you can say Cold War now and people... Like, younger people are like, what's that? <laughs> Something we grew up in. <laughs> the the Ruski threat. I remember in elementary school knowing where the nuclear fallout shelter was. We never went in it. It really wasn't used, but we knew where it was. Did you have to do that really, really stupid lame bullshit in school where they taught you to go out into the no. hall and curl up into a ball? It's like, yeah, if a nuclear winter happens, curling up into a fucking ball in your goddamn hallway is going to protect me, you stupid fucks. Why don't you just build a goddamn bomb shelter underneath the fucking school with your goddamn funds and not tell me to go out in the hallway they and curl did. up into a ball? That's what I'm talking about. We had a fallout shelter See, that's in the cool. bottom of our elementary school. See, that's cool. But my school, <laughs> no. We just went out into a hall. <laughs> well, we didn't use it. Like I said, I knew where it was. I can't remember. I think the teacher took us down there to, like, get something from another room, and we saw, like, the fallout shelter signs and stuff, and we asked her, and she's like, yeah, that's where the fallout shelter was from like the sixties and seventies, but we never did go in it. Well, the sixties, well, by the time the eighties came around schools method of dealing with a nuclear attack was to make all the students go out into the hall, sit down into a fetal position and cover your fucking head with your jacket. We didn't even have tornado. (laughs) It's like, fuck Um, you guys. We didn't have the whole tornado drills or anything like that because you don't get tornadoes in New York. Well, uh, you definitely get them here. Oh, fuck yeah. We get them all the time here in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, oh. where the wind goes. Bro. When I lived in Alabama, especially in the spring and in the summer, it's bad. <clears throat> it was like every other every other week there was a tornado somewhere around us. You know, tornadoes are, are bad here. In fact, all weather is bad. We get the plethora. I was just <laughs> telling Lexus yesterday or today. We get I was the like, hail. We get the snow. It's like lately we either get 100 degrees, completely sunny, nobody wants to go outside because you'll just melt and die. Climate change. Or we get, you know, more mild temperatures and it does nothing but fucking monsoon down, monsoon downpour for fucking five days. Or snow. Well, not right or now. Or ice storms or hail. Yeah. <laughs> Flooding, tornadoes. Yeah, I, I will have to say, see... What makes Kentucky bad, bad is that we have a culmination of weather conditions that we're hit with nonstop. Now, we're not the best at anything, but we just get it all. Like, New York is is much more intense than us as far as their winters. Oh, yeah. But we got them beat hands down for the rest of the shit. <laughs> it's horrible. I mean, Kentucky is so radical that you'd never know what the weather's going to be. It can See, shift from day to day however, to However, though, New York, it's a lot more snow. But because of that, they're prepared for it. Alabama gets a lot of heat. Florida gets a lot of heat. Texas gets a, Arizona. 
Nevada gets a lot of heat. They're prepared for it. We Kentucky, they're just not prepared for shit because everything's always changing. So when it when it snows like half an inch, everything shuts down. When did we become the crotchety old fucks that were sitting here <laughs> bitching about, about the weather? weather. <laughs> Jesus Christ, when did this happen to us, girl? When did we become the old person bitching about how shitty the weather is? So last night I was getting pounded in the ass and were you? No. I was I was <laughs> trying to take it away from the weather. I was like I thought your fucking <laughs> shoot flaked on your ass. He did, fucking pussy. And he flaked on us both that See and what night. sucks. This is what sucks. This is what pisses me off. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> what really grinds your gears? I have a backlog of dudes waiting to shoot that I have to go, no, I'm already booked this weekend. I'm already booked this. Because I have a very limited. So you have a backlog of dudes. I have a limited amount of time that I can shoot every week. It's usually just And a limited Friday amount of space night. available in your butt. Yeah. <laughs> but when I tell a guy, okay, we'll shoot Friday. I also have to tell four other guys, I can't shoot Friday. So when that guy doesn't show up, not only am I not getting any content, but I also have four other guys that I'm not shooting content with. It's because you're a legend. <laughs> Fuck you. And I'm not doing that to toot my own horn. I'm just saying. <coughs> Almost died because I can't even say it without laughing. <coughs> really? <coughs> I'm fine. That was good shit, though. Really? <laughs> what? I cried a little bit. On so, so you're the living legend and I'm not shit. Oh, would you not get your panties in a bunch? <laughs> Fucking little sensitive faggot. Don't get your panties in oh, a bunch. I'm not the one crying right now. <laughs> Fuck you. It's a hard hit. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. Never been better. <laughs> God damn that shit. Oh. Okay, I'm 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 back in the game. Did back that, in the game, coach. Did that shit hit different? <coughs> That's a fresh batch. <laughs> Maybe you I'm, should chill. <coughs> That's what I'm trying to do. God damn it! I I don't mean that way. Oh, what way do you mean? Maybe you shouldn't try to hit it all at once. <sighs> you you gotta try to suck the entire bowl in one hit. Okay, Cheech. <laughs> that's that's go. Fucking Cheech. If you can find pussy anywhere cheaper, fuck it. I'd love me some cheech. That was uh, from Dust Till Dawn, right? See? Good, good, good. All right. My memory may be Swiss cheese, but there's still Do you some know cheese in there. What those fucking things were? I don't know. Vampires? <laughs> no, I know. Psychos? 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 Do psychos explode when sunlight hits them? Jesus is the shit. He played like four fucking parts in that movie. He played the guy, the border patrol guard that was checking yeah, the RV. He, he played the guy out front of the bar. He played the drug dealer at the very end. He had numerous uh, fucking roles. I loved him in every one. There is nothing Cheech can do wrong in my book. If I see Cheech on the screen, I'm like, oh, cool, it's Cheech. I'd love me some Cheech. I feel the same way about Tommy Chong, though. Tommy Chong can do no you wrong. You know... The first time I ever saw what was the, what was the very first Cheech and Chong was it up in smoke? 
I don't. I'm, it was I remember, in the 70s. It was I remember my time. seeing the first one. I couldn't have been more than six or seven years old. My fucking parents let me watch that shit. <coughs> Good for them. <laughs> it turned you into the sexually deprived, super <laughs> legendary super slut you are today. Super slut. Super slut. I'm going to get a shirt and it's going to have two S's on it. So, Cardi B. I can't stand her. She is the fucking dumbest ass piece of ghetto shit I have ever seen in my fucking life. The bitch has no fucking brain cells. She's the most ghetto human being I have ever seen in my fucking life. And this is coming from somebody that fucking loves the ghetto, that gets all my dick from the fucking ghetto. But Cardi B is the most ghetto trash human being I have ever seen in my fucking life. I'd still fuck her. I only if you fucking put a gag in her goddamn mouth like Rosie Perez. I'd fuck Rosie Perez if you shut her the fuck up. I'd I'd fuck that other girl from uh, a Modern Family that you like so oh, much, Sophia Vergaris. Vergara. I'd yeah. fuck her too if you shut the oh, fuck no, up. No. I mean, if she shut the fuck up for two fucking uh-uh. seconds, I get my nut off. I think her accent's sexy. She is obnoxious. She is. You know what she is. She's a fucking Mexican Fran Drescher. That's all she fucking is. I'd fuck Fran Drescher too, but shut the fuck up, Fran. I don't want to hear your fucking nasally shit. I don't want to hear your obnoxious, loud fucking Mexican fucking bullshit. You sound like a fucking beaner goddamn Fran Drescher. I don't want to deal with it. It's just like, ugh. Some girls like Cardi B, I could only fuck them or Rosie Perez if they shut the fuck up and I didn't have to you know, fucking hear I them. Need, I need another soundboard just for our fourth mic spot. <laughs> I need more sound. I, I'm just, oh my God. They're, they're so fucking abrasively grating. Their voice is just like it's nails on a chalkboard. It just, it kills my boner. Everything about them other than their appearance kills my boner. It's like, just please shut the fuck up where I can get through this and end up getting my nut off. Because if you keep fucking talking, then I'm going to lose my erection because you're so fucking sickening. And Sophia Vergara's is a beaner version of Fran Drescher. That's all she is. She is the 2020 version of Fran Drescher just with Mexicans. I'm sorry. I find her accent sexy. It's not a good accent. I don't care what you think. Ask somebody who actually speaks Spanish and has that accent what they feel about her. Because if you heard it through their ears, because all they hear is how fucking obnoxious she is. They don't hear the accent. They just hear her abrasive obnoxious. I don't care uh, obnoxious. what they think. Oh, just shut her the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd be fucking her doggy style. And if she said anything, I'd just punch her in the back of the fucking head. Send a signal. Shut the fuck up. I, let me get my nut. I love honey. Uh, yeah, Carrie Carrie corrected her. <laughs> honey goes, she's Columbine, not Mexican. Columbine. <laughs> she met Colombian, but <laughs> I know, but honey is our other raven. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> she's Columbine. <laughs> fuck you. What? Your other raven. Well, you know. You know what? 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 It, you know, it but I I am okay with it from Honey. It's funnier from you, and I'll tell you why. Because Honey is in her 20s. And I remember when I was in my 20s, I was dumb as shit. 
I was. Everybody, now, honey, don't take this wrong, please, baby. But you dumb as shit. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. She said, fuck you. I'm saying that all people in their 20s are dumb as shit. They are dumb as fucking shit. And that is just biology. Hey, hey, honey. I, I have three. I had to count them. I have three words for you. Put it back. <laughs> but Raven, you're. She knows what I'm talking about. But you're almost 50. So? I'm just saying that people in their 20s are supposed to be dumb as shit. That's the point of being in your 20s. So dumb you're as saying shit. I'm dumb as shit? No, no, no. <laughs> what? You're like, honey's in her 20s. She's yeah, dumb as you, shit. You're looking at me like Ivan Drago now. I must break you. Then if you're she like, dies, she then dies. You're, but you're like, but you're 50. You are what I affectionately refer to as vapid. I'm early stages Alzheimer's. <laughs> and I can finally admit it. Oh, jeez. You're going to make the fans believe you've actually been diagnosed with that shit. Raven does have memory problems. She's never been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. She doesn't need an outpouring of support on fucking Twitter and blow her brand saying, we've heard you've been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Unless, that would be horrible for your unless brand. You want, sexy. Unless you want my cash app to send me money for my Alzheimer's. <laughs> Go treatment. fund me. Yeah. <laughs> that is not sexy. Oh, I'm going to beat off of this girl that has Alzheimer's. Now, but I mean, she does have memory issues. They've gotten worse since she's gotten in her old age. Oh, old age. <laughs> Fuck you. But I mean, she doesn't have Alzheimer's. She just has a very uh, poor memory. Who Who's turning 56 next month? Not me. <laughs> and first of all, it's not <laughs> next month, motherfucker. <clears throat> oh, you're right. It, it's not August yet. It's almost August. It's not next month. It's September that I is my birthday, and I will only be <laughs> forty nine. I'll be forty nine years old in two months. And who's not forty nine? <clears throat> Me. I'm almost fifty years old. We were talking about that at lunch today. Because Good. You can talk about it for a couple minutes. I need to go get a fucking really? paper. I need to blow my nose. I, when I was you fucking, were, you were talking shit to me about blowing my nose. And I now, was talking on that thing, and when I was crying and everything, it made me snot up. You are such a pussy. Fuck you. I'll be right back. What you can't talk to people if you sit me. So we were we were having lunch today, uh, Lexus and myself and Lexus's friend Lisa, and she happens to be the youngest one out of the group. And we were we were talking shit to each other about <coughs> who was youngest and who was oldest. And yeah, you came up because you are ancient compared to all of us. That was my petite nose blowing. Yeah, sexy, wasn't it? I had to when we went on our on our little. Um, I feel better now. Uh, haunted house trip last last weekend. Feel good enough for another toke. We were talking about Jesus Christ. Never mind. Never mind. Well, what were we talking about? Never mind. Go ahead, bro. bro no, says, no. Go ahead, no. You doing what? all your shit? You made me lose it. What? Oh, you forgot. It. Yeah, you yeah, I lost it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm seeing how long I can give it. Good shit. <sighs> Okay, I'm good. Just say no, drugs, kids. Well, I sit over <laughs> here 
can't even drink or nothing because I got to drive home. Drugs and buy them, car. Granny Tranny, fuck you, Rodney. Oh. Fuck you. Yes. Fuck you. And you know, I had a fan the other day because I've been trying to be better lately about posting pictures on my Twitter because I never fucking post pictures because I don't interact a lot on Twitter. And now that Sony has come after my ass so much, I really don't post much on Twitter. I know. <laughs> Jesus. So, and they're hitting me with like shit that I posted like three yeah, and four yeah, yeah. years you ago. You can't even go on your timeline yes. and remove because you can't see it yourself. Yeah. Assholes. They are assholes. But I've been trying to <clears throat> put up more pictures. So I've been putting up recent pictures and guys are like, oh my God, you look so fucking great at your age. And I'm, and I'm constantly going, <laughs> yeah, that's because I just had a fucking facelift. <laughs> I'm still almost 50. Yeah, I look young as shit in those pictures. That's because I just had face work done. Thank you. <laughs> I paid to look that young. It ain't natural. Bitch, you didn't pay. Yeah, that's true. I didn't You pay. stole my sugar daddy to get that face. <clears throat> uh, that's true. <laughs> That's also true. I cannot defend that either. <laughs> However, she did not steal my sugar daddy. She just acted more like a whore than I did. And he, this particular dude likes <laughs> whores more than he likes actual upstanding citizens. Well, <clears throat> I, I will say it to this day. It's always been the truth. When it comes to our fans, we're 50-50. If guy is more <laughs> attracted to the good girl... He always goes for you. If he's more attracted to the bad girl, and that's what does it for him, he goes for me. And it has always been our case where 50-50 of our fans, it's either I'm I'm a Raven Kimber fan or I'm a Kimber Raven fan, but I prefer one over the other, but I'm a fan of both. That's the way it always is. And it's about 50-50. So I get all the fans. The fans that are actually fans of me but love you too are the ones that really like bad, dirty whores. And the ones that are fans of you that, uh, uh, you know, love you to death and are just casual fans of me are See, those that but this is what dream about me having a wife. This is what pisses me off about that, though. What? You act like a dirty fucking whore. And these fuckers are like, here, take my money. And they're fucking throwing <laughs> it at you. And then these guys come to me and they're like, I want to marry you. Yes. But they don't want to throw no money at the woman they want to marry. <sighs> they just want to marry me. And I'm like, get the well, fuck Well, they away treat me, me like a whore. And you throw money at a whore. <laughs> you take out the good girl to dates. And I don't want to go on a fucking date. But they all want to take you on dates. I don't want to go on a date. <clears throat> you are what they envision themselves being in a relationship with. They don't ever think they want to be in a relationship with. Ain't nobody. Ain't nobody think they want to be in a relationship with me. They see me and go, I want to fuck that, and then I want it to leave. <laughs> I am not the chick you want hanging around. I am not the chick you want to meet your family. I am not the chick you want to have a relationship with. I'm the chick you want to bang in the fucking club bathroom and call it a day. Yeah, but I want to get banged in the bathroom and hand me <clears throat> some money and just go on your way. I don't want to marry you. Fuck you. <laughs> Half dead living legend, Kimber Haven. Look at this shit. People are fucking trolling me. Motherfuckers are trolling me. I love it. Granny tranny, half dead living legend, Kimber Haven. <laughs> fucking trolls. Motherfuckers. Trolling me in our own fucking chat. That's all right. One of oh, them. Oh, damn, respect. <laughs> One of them was honey, so you know what? Show her how much of a granny tranny you are when she comes down here, what, two weeks? 
two weeks. Sorry, I have to. I don't know why I got to do it every time. Why am I going to show her shit? She has a she has a shoot with uh, that other cutie, Carmen K. Is it Carmen K? Carmen San Diego. <laughs> That's what, what she should have called herself. No, but what is it, Carmen K? Yeah, that? I think so. Okay, I think so, John. <laughs> I've only met her once. She's cute though. She's got a very unusual look, which I find adorable. Another one of them fucking big dick bottoms. You are just still upset about that. <laughs> God damn, girl. Okay, so it's, let me tell you a guys. Perfectly, it's a waste of a perfectly good <laughs> so big dick. We get this this other tranny to come down, start shooting with BGM, become a BGM girl. Her name's Carmen K. And she wants to become one of Raven's girls. So she comes down to do her shoot. We do a photo shoot with her. We do some videos. But the, the bitch has a huge dick. And Raven's just wanting it so no, no, bad. Don't you fucking know. You wanted her dick so no, bad. You I were was, like, that's so beautiful. I it's was such a beautiful talking cock. to her before we came over. And I asked her, I was like, do you want a top? And she's like, yeah, I could try. And, I'm like, and okay. you were like, oh, hell yeah. So we're fucking around with her and she's fucking rock hard. So I'm like, you want a top? And she's like, yeah, I could try. And the minute her head touched my fucking booty hole, it, I mean, it fucking looked like a fucking earthworm. It just... <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was sad bottoms. because Raven ended up fucking her in the butt. And it was sad because Raven wanted that dick so much. <laughs> she had a very impressive member. Uh, but she is all bottom and she doesn't like using it. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... ain't. It, Raven doesn't get upset with Amy over that because Amy has this little shrunken worm between her legs that's like maybe two and a half inches long. And But Raven looks at Carmen and she's like, what a fucking waste of a gorgeous dick. Yeah, she got a pretty one. <laughs> yeah, she. It, it's not only huge, it's a very pretty dick. She's got a very nice dick. I don't really remember what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, it's, it's one of those pretty dicks, one of those rare pretty dicks. We all appreciate the rare pretty dick. You, you know, there's nothing worse than the fucking dick that wasn't cut right, that has weird scars, goes to oh one side. God. And you're like, what was the doctor smoking when he cut this cock? I don't know if it's if this guy has reached out to you also, because we get so many guys that reach out to both of us. But I had a guy send me a picture, and it looked like after he was circumcised, somehow they bandaged his circumcision up so that like part of the circumcision attached itself to the head of his penis. Is that the guy that looks like he has a Freddy Krueger dick? Or, yeah. Yeah, part yeah, of it is like yeah, still attached. Yeah, it's like still it's like attached. There's, there's a little piece of skin. Yes. That, it looks like Freddy Krueger's face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah, the Freddy <laughs> Krueger so dick guy. sad. Freddy Krueger dick guy. Go have that shit fixed. I mean, cut that little piece of skin off. Put some know. ice on it for... 20 minutes and you got a little fucking razor blade and you just kind of whoop and it's yeah <laughs> it's like it's gonna fucking hurt but jesus christ you got freddy krueger dick it won't hurt any more than those guys that put that prince albert shit what if he's fucking really hard and it tears by itself that's gonna be worse mm, oh my god <laughs> yeah can you oh. fucking imagine so i i posted about this <clears throat> oh welcome to the show lexus thank you Thank you. There you are. There you are. Okay. So, uh, how is work? It is work. Okay. That's exciting. Okay. So, I posted about this on my Twitter. And (laughs) I tried to be clear, but obviously I wasn't. I I briefly said that my uh, brother had walked out of my life, and I attached that Herman Munster quote. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm not 
uh, saying this for any sympathy, but just to bring awareness that this happens to almost all trans women. And uh, this is a lesson that's valuable to learn. And I put Herman Munster. Well, I got a huge influx of support in my DM. Most of them uh, uh, saying their, their condolences for my dead brother. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. <clears throat> I said, walk away from my life in the fucking post. And, uh, yeah, so they're all like, oh, sorry to hear about your dead brother. And I have to, now it's become like they're being nice and giving me their condolences and shit. So you, you got to respond. You got to respond. But now <laughs> it's a situation where not only do I have to respond with a thank you, now I have to respond and set the record straight and explain <laughs> he's not fucking dead. And then it brings up what happened. And then I have to explain that. And then it becomes a fucking 30 minute conversation with everybody saying, sorry to hear about your dead brother. It's a fucking nightmare. So I'm going to say it on radio and let and, everybody know what happened. And fucking Twitter <clears throat> won't let you edit your posts once you make them like every other <clears throat> social media site. I intentionally waited to discuss my brother until Lexus was on the show because a lot of the shit that happened is so unbelievable that I needed somebody to back up that this actually happened. Because <laughs> literally, and I kid you not, after my brother left this house, and we did not ask him to leave or kick him out, by the way. When he left this house, we sat in the library and didn't say a fucking word for like 15 minutes straight. We were in such shock with what we had just absorbed from my brother that we couldn't even speak. <clears throat> wow. So anyway, <clears throat> my brother um, hadn't come over to my house in years, like maybe four years. And I used to always make an effort to go see him in Georgetown and drive two hours there and two hours back just to see him as often as I could. But he never really made a, uh, an effort to come see me. And well, I'm thinking, not just <clears throat> that, but the reason you were driving out there is because you were giving him things that you were spending hours and yeah. hours and hours on. Uh, you know, trying to keep him in my life. Uh, so... Uh, finally I reach out to him because I would reach out to him in text messages. He was nice enough to respond to me, but he would never initiate. So I was trying to keep our relationship going. So I would reach out to him and I reached out to him and said, Hey, one of these days when you have some free time, cause I know you work at the factory, the Toyota factory, uh, come on down and see our new house, the BGM Manor. I think you'd really like this old place. So he tells me, he says, well, we're on summer shutdown. I'm off for a week. And uh, we also have a winter shutdown at the factory, but I'm off for summer shutdown. I said, that's fantastic. Can you give me a day? He says, sure. I said, what day? He says, Tuesday. I said, awesome. So I know my brother can't find his way out of his own town, no less, <laughs> anywhere else. So I carefully instruct him to use GPS to find his way to Danville and to go to Walmart, the largest store in Danville. Very obvious. I said, let me know when you're in Danville. I will come get you from there and I'll bring you back to the manor where you don't have to find it in stress. He says, cool. So he lets me know he's at Walmart. I run down, get out of my car, see him. He gets out. I run over to him, give him a big hug. Uh, he's my big brother. He follows me back to our house. Uh, Lexus is here and she's preparing dinner, getting everything ready. He comes in and he starts wanting to talk politics because he always does. He's, he's that guy. He's that guy at every holiday that's going to start a political conversation because he's looking for a fight. You know, that guy in every family. Yeah. 
every family at every family get together has that guy that wants <laughs> to make his political views known and wants yeah. to get vo- verbal and wants to get in a fight with somebody. He's that guy, the fucking political troll in your family. So he starts talking politics, but the shit he's saying is so insanely racist that is bothering me. He's saying things like most crime is committed by black people. Black people only vote for other black people. Just racist, fucking, ignorant bullshit. So I tell him, I said, I said, listen, my grandkids are black. You need to watch it. Okay, just calm with the the negative shit about black people. Then he sees it's getting to me. So he turns it up to 11. So I get upset. Instead of saying something I would regret or doing something I would regret... I excuse myself from the house by walking out the back to cool the fuck off. When I cooled down a little bit, I came back inside. And I said, listen, you can be racist. I don't care. But if somebody's family member is black, if their brother is black, if their kids are black, if their grandkids are black, and they tell you specifically they don't appreciate that kind of talk in their house, out of respect and decorum, you should stop and not be a dick. Obviously. He turned it up to 11 again. At that point, he told me that locking up black people's hair care products in Walmart was a good idea. So, I eventually, I eventually stormed outside. Lexus came to check on me. I came back in. I just walked straight to our bedroom. I wasn't going to deal with him anymore. And he left himself. And I... When he left, I tried one more time. I explained to him about how he had hurt my feelings and how that that was rude. And he told me, go fuck off. Mm-hmm. He says, well, you're a better person than me, Kimber. Fuck off. And I know that at that point, I lost my brother. He never texted me anyway. He never made any attempt to see me. And this was just like, oh, you know, Black grandkids are an issue. I can't talk racist shit. So I'm never going to communicate with this person again. So I knew at that point that I had completely lost my brother forever. That my brother would never be back. And because my brother raised me, my parents didn't. My brother was my mother and father. He raised me. I looked at him like a hero. And to see him talk about... And Lexus knew this man for 24 years. Now, for the audience, since they don't understand about who you saw that day compared to who this man has been for 24 years. I mean, it, it was fucking weird. I don't know what happens to people as they get older, but fuck. God damn, he used to be an, you know, an advocate for black people. He used to be for an advocate for gay rights, and, and he would always go and, and protest and shit. And, and, you know, to see this m- hateful man before me even looked right at lexus and told her he didn't give a damn about women's rights yep oh wow we brought up roe versus wade he said he didn't give a damn about women's rights he was a white guy he doesn't care about trans rights he says i don't give a fuck about trans rights or women's rights or black rights he says i'm a white guy what the fuck do i care i'm not getting pulled over wow yeah he says i'm not the one getting pulled over or harassed and this that is, that's the problem with this country. I know, right? So it was insane. It was insane level of racism. Especially because after he left, he sent her a text message saying, you know, the problem with this country is nobody gives a shit about anybody else. We're like, like you? 
Yeah, exactly. Like you, because you're white and you don't have to fucking deal with it. So needless to say, he's gone out of my life and he was my hero and the person that raised me. And for some reason over the past two years with COVID, because I haven't seen him much in two years at all, uh, he's become this. And it was such a blow to me at first, but then I got to thinking and I put it down logically in my brain. I started approaching it. I was thinking, okay, I'm thinking with my emotions here. My feelings are hurt. Why? What is the logical ideas out of this? So I I started breaking down and I realized that all I, I wasn't losing anything at all. The man never texts me. He never came to my house. It was me that would text him and every once in a while get a response from him. But if he was out of my life forever, all that my life would change at the end of the day is maybe I get one less text message a month. Yeah. And that would be a response. That's and that's how it would really impact my life. Kind of how I feel with my siblings also. <clears throat> I'm just waiting for my family to do something <laughs> fucked up to me. So when I, you know, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, how, how much does this really impact my life going forward? And I I started really thinking about, I'm like, it doesn't. And nothing in my life, absolutely nothing, zero in my life will change because of this. And because of that, I broke it down. I'm like, it's not that big of a deal because literally he was so small of a part of my life that his absence from it will be insignificant. My life will not change in any way because of his removal from it. Yep. And at that point, I I came to grips with it. I'm like, I'm okay with this. Good. Because it doesn't affect my life. And I know that whether they ever know it or not, whether my grandkids ever know that I lost my brother for standing up for them, doesn't matter to me. The fact is, at the end of the day, I look in the mirror. And I know that I stood the line and I would not let people disparage black people in my presence. And I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that person that stands around while people are telling racist fucking jokes and keeps my mouth shut. Cause I want to fit in. I don't go give a fuck. If it costs me a brother, it costs me a brother, but I believe in certain rights and certain wrongs. And with the world today, there is a line for me and I will stand up for it. And too many people are bullying people that stand on this line. And other people aren't standing with them. I want you to know that on my way home, I was yelling in my fucking car, she's not fucking Mexican! Who? Oh, <laughs> Vagara? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, according to Honey, she's Columbine. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your opinion about her accent? Oh, I can't fucking stand her. I mean, her husband now. Woo! Her husband? <laughs> Fuck, I'll take her husband. It's, it's not a sexy accent like on Tony Banderas. I'll, I'll fake a sexy accent if that's what he wants, but fuck. <laughs> Whereas Puss in Boots is the sexiest and, and I just want to put this out there for him. I play D&D. Just saying. <laughs> yes, I know you like her husband. I was actually going to reach out to him. Um, to offer him uh, a ship in return for a signed uh, player's handbook for you. But uh, I thought he wouldn't appreciate a trans porn star reaching out to him. He'd avoid (laughs) responding to me like the plague. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're in a a public situation like that, 
you don't respond to tranny porn stars. Yeah. Your publicist was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Caught uh, with a text exchange with a transsexual porn star, TMZ. And I don't know why you got so upset with the granny tranny. You are a fucking granny tranny. Oh, okay. Uh, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, at least you know you are. Oh, speaking what? of that. Oh, well, okay. What are we speaking of now? What, what, what? Well, I was talking to my sister the other day. Or was it my mom? One of them. My son, apparently, who is now 26, or will be 26 in a couple months, still not dating anybody. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, we can only hope that he is gay as fuck. Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> if he was a fucking dick slurping faggot, that would be great. That would be the funniest fucking thing ever. Karma. Can you imagine? Okay, I, now I gotta ask. Now I gotta ask. Your son, a few years, what comes out? I'm giving you a hypothetical here. He comes out as gay. Okay. Okay, then he wants to reach out to you and say, I'm so sorry. Okay. How do you react? You know, I know how hard it was for me to come to terms with my own self. You know, I, I mean, I would... I would open up the the communication. Ah, <laughs> totally different parenting style than me. <laughs> Why? Because Sandra can tell you this would be the truth. If my son came to me after all the shit he's done and wanted complete forgiveness, I would tell him. So you're a full grown man. I didn't say he would get blanket forgiveness. I'm no, just I, saying. I'd I would give my son. I would sh- see, I believe people un- need to understand consequences. So I'd look right at my son. I'd say, you know what? You are completely 100% forgiven. You made a mistake. You have to pay for your mistakes. Now, where do you want it? Face or body? No. <laughs> Face or body. And he would know exactly what's coming. Yeah. And he'd probably say body. And I'd fucking double him over. I'd say, don't fucking do it again. Everything's forgiven. I love you. Did you learn anything? (laughs) I give you a lesson that will stick. Why do you feel like you have to physically harm your children? Because he has it coming. He's a full grown man. He does have it fucking coming. He does. He's a deadbeat father. And if I picked him up out of the gutter and gave him another chance, he's going to fucking take a fucking hit to fucking know be a fucking man from now on and not a deadbeat piece of shit. So it'd be face or body. You take care of your fucking responsibilities. Yeah, yes, in your situation, yes. But my my son is not a deadbeat father. I come right a, now, he's just a piece of shit son. I come from a fucking mafioso family. We deal with things well, a certain I mean, way. First of all, there's completely different reactions because our son was cool. Yes. With everything. Okay. He, uh, he didn't walk away. He's just yeah, a shit person. Yeah, but 
He's just, now he's a piece of shit person. What I'm saying is if he came out gay, there was a lot of things he was dealing with that maybe he didn't know how to deal with. Kind of like how I was for the first almost 40 years of my life. I know how loving you would treat him. It's just not my way. (laughs) Nor mine. (laughs) (laughs) You know what would happen if our son showed up and I said, okay, where you want to face your body. And he said, excuse me, Lexus would look at him and go, you heard her face her body. <laughs> and which one of us do you want to deliver it? I would suggest me because your other mom's a fucking giant. <laughs> That's how it would go down. Don't think that Lexus would handle it differently. She'd fucking punch our son right in the fucking bread box. And when he's gasping nerve air, she'd go, don't fucking do it again. Now get your ass inside and eat something. <laughs> We don't fuck around. And remember what our son said to uh, our friend's girlfriend that was talking about her parents? Yeah. Tell that story. So we, we had our friend. He was living with us at the time. He started dating this girl, and she was talking like she was badass, right? She's like, I tell my parents to go fuck off, and I tell I do what I want. And Zob's like, you can do that? <laughs> Yeah, we didn't take any shit. Like, I if, mean, even when he was gone, moved out of the house, he wouldn't cuss around us. We're like, dude, you're allowed to cuss. You're putting your life on the line for your country. You're allowed to cuss. Just don't cut at, cuss at us because there's a fucking difference. Now, here's what I believe is the absolute basis of every juvenile problem. No fear of your fucking father. I believe that every child growing up needs to have the unbelievable fear of their father to toe the fucking line. It needs to be a threat by your mother that's her last ditch effort that she's done dealing with you. And she says, do you want me to tell your father? Because in our day, we knew if dad walked in that fucking door from work and he was barraged by mom about us. Oh, the absolute we worst. We were going to fucking The pay. worst thing you could hear as a kid when we were young was wait until your oh father my, gets home. Yeah, it, you were terrified. <laughs> I believe that. And the waiting was worse than the actual punishment you got. All these kids with <laughs> absent fathers or they're raised by just women on women. Uh, and I don't want to sound misogynistic here, but the fear of a father. Whoa. The fear of your dad. I would not paramount. raise my children like that if I was a uh, a lone mother. You know I wouldn't. They would fear you. And, yeah. <laughs> because let you're me tell not you, the typical woman, though. Let me tell you that the scariest time in my life was when I got suspended from school for fighting. Because you were what? You were afraid of your father. <laughs> well, they said, somebody's coming to pick you up. I thought it'd be my sister. I'd be like, okay, cool, whatever, you know. <laughs> I walk out dun, of school. Dun, dun. And there's my dad. Just standing in front of the With van. With that evil, mean fucking look he has and on his I'm face. Like, fuck, I'm dead. I'm so fucking dead. And the three of us all have in common, when we were growing up, we were all afraid of our dads. Our dad was scary as fuck. And I think that kids need that fear that if you fuck up, dad's going to fuck you up. Yeah, I had one time we got cocky. So my dad had gotten the belt out, right? We I, I don't even know what we did. We did something. Uh, he got the belt out, and we're like, okay, 
the key here is to act like you're crying. As soon as he sees <laughs> you crying, he'll stop. <clears throat> so he hit us like one or two times. We pretended like we were crying. As soon as he walked away, we started fucking laughing. Oh, did he hear it? Oh, my God. Did he fucking ever. <laughs> we got the worst fucking beating ever. <clears throat> now, I've told this story a few times on the radio show, but I'll tell it again in case we have a bunch of new listeners. But uh, to go into my parenting style, I I had a teenage son, and he was a nightmare. Right, Lexus? Ugh, I, all these gray hairs are from him. <laughs> and I, I had finally gotten a day off. And Lex can tell you, I worked 18 hours a day, seven days a week. Finally got a day off. I decided I wanted to play World of Warcraft and drink vodka and orange juice and get shit-faced for my day off. That's what I wanted. So I pour, I get this big, huge fucking plastic cup. And I pour half of it with orange juice, the other half with vodka. Half. Something there playing wow for about an hour and everything. I'm halfway through this drink. I'm like, either I'm a bad motherfucker because <laughs> I don't feel a goddamn thing, or I've been had. So I get up and I go to the, my vodka bottle, which is one of those big plastic clear vodka bottles where it looks like it's full, like where it was. Yeah. Pop open the cap, smell it. Ain't no scent. Yeah. Taste it is fucking water. It's not even mixed, like half and it's half. Water. It's just water. He drank it. How out. the hell did he think he was going to get away with that? So, I, he's supposed to come home from school. I'm like, okay, motherfucker. Now, our other friend Wayne's there with Lexus at this time. As soon as he walks in, <laughs> I have a chair set up. Make There's two down. chairs facing each other in the dining room. I said, Zav, take a seat. He sits down. I look at him and say, okay, Zav. And I put the empty bottle on the dining room table. I said, we're going to play a game. It's called It's Time to Be a Man. Did you drink my vodka? And he says, no, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I bitch slapped him so fucking hard. He flew out of that goddamn chair onto the floor. And both Lexus and Wayne, our other friend, went, damn. It was just like out of Friday. Okay. Here to preface this is she asked us first, did you drink the vodka? We're like, no. Why, why would we fucking fill it with water? Yeah. Like, if we drank it, we just fucking tell just you. Just go buy another one. It. So there was yeah. only one other option. <laughs> so after he's, he's on the floor processing what just happened, I look at him. I stand up and says, Zav, get the fuck up and get back in that seat. So he does. And I sit back down. And I say, okay. <laughs> we're going to try this again. Did you drink my vodka? Yes, I drink all your vodka. I drink every bit. He started confessing. <laughs> Literally sat there and confessed everything bad he had ever done in his whole fucking life. I was like, okay, we got this stool pigeon to turn now. You probably had him confessing to shit he didn't even do. <laughs> he, I, I, I didn't take any, you know, you got to teach lessons that will stay with them for life. What about the time we came home and he was grounded, but he came home from the neighbor's house and was drunk. And you, you fucking tiger punched him several times in the face. Oh my God. I was so fucking pissed. So we come home, right? The dogs are all locked up. There's fucking a garbage can in the middle of, of the living room. Cheetos fucking everywhere. And I'm like, what the fuck happened here? Were we burglarized? So 
I call him on his phone. I'm like, where are you? Where the fuck are you? And he's like, oh, I'm at the neighbor's house. And he sounds funny, right? I said, get your ass home right now. He hangs up. We see him walking, and he's stumbling. And Kimber says, what is wrong with him? I said, he's fucking drunk. So wait, 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 wait. I got to tell you the next part. So he gets to the front door. Lexus, the front door is open at this point. It's propped open. Lexus grabs him by his shirt lapels there. <laughs> she physically pulls him into the house, throws him up against the, the closet door right inside the house, and then starts furiously kung fu tiger punching him in the face. <laughs> I didn't want to. What da, what da, what da, what da, what I didn't want to do a close fist because I didn't want to hurt him. So, I mean, she lit this boy up. I was just standing back going, God damn. His head was bouncing off the yeah, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> It looked like one of those fucking paddle toys. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. She was just having at him. She had a lot of built up frustration with him. And she was just, it was on like Donkey Kong. He was See, going to get his ass kicked. I, I went to basic training when I was still in high school. So when I left for basic training, I was afraid of my dad. When I came home from basic training, it was a different story. Because yeah. when I came home, I was like 20 pounds heavier. Most people go to basic training and yeah. lose weight. But I was so... How do I put this? I was in so like tip-top shape going to basic training that all that physical work there actually caused me to gain weight. And I came back 20 pounds heavier and I knew how to kill people. And I, I, I'll admit it egged me on a little bit that when I came home, my dad, I could tell that my dad was like, shit, uh, he knows how to, because this was back then. So, I, yes, I'm misgendering myself. <laughs> like, he, he could kill me now. Because I've told you, my dad was like 150 pounds soaking wet. So, I came home weighing like 170. Did he exert his dominance immediately? No. I when did. I got home from basic training, my dad was like... I well, did. In the most humiliating way. Zav's ego was totally crushed when he came home. Go yep. ahead with your story. <laughs> so, I know how to reassert my dominance over my son. If, see, in your situation, when you come home and view yourself as stronger than the person who you were afraid of, but you start wait, losing respect for their position. I was about the to alpha say, wolf is challenged. I still respected my father, but, you but no I, wasn't, I wasn't afraid of exactly. him. Exactly. But when you lose that fear, <laughs> you lose a certain amount of respect. So I knew I needed to reassert my dominance when my son came home from Marine boot camp. He would come home thinking he was a full-fledged Marine. He got his Eagle Globe and anchor, and he was Billy Badass could take his old man. And I was a tranny at this time. I was still going to exert my dominance and show him, even though I have tits, fear me. So when he got home, I challenged him to an arm wrestling, arm wrestling contest to see how strong he's gotten. So when he couldn't budge me, I said, use two hands. What's wrong with you? Come on, use two hands. Are you trying? Come on, little boy. Your dad has boobs. Come on, move my arm. Just move it. I humiliate him to the point. I'm like, oh, you're still not there, Zav. Keep working on it. I'm just, I'm thinking about the shit you did last week to me. 
I well I, tell the listeners. Well, I'll let I'll let Lexus tell her. I story. also demasculated the kid. Oh Jesus! Because <laughs> <laughs> he came home saying, "Oh, I'm I'm a great shot." I was like I was like two points away from being a you know a perfect shot, and I'm like, "Okay, all right, let's go shooting." <laughs> so I went shooting. Man, he fucking sucked. He sucked bad. I beat him every fucking time. Then he started blaming it on the weapon. Mike, you do have a pretty fucking tricked out I know, rifle, though. I do. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, let's trade. I'll use yours. You use mine. Still fucking beat his ass. Still beat him. <laughs> and that that's hard to do because your rifle's so goddamn tricked out. It's it's like pointed laser dot. So tell them about your story about oh, Jesus. about how you, you discovered you weren't as strong as you thought. So when Kimber comes over to my house, because she's just waking up, I always make sure she has coffee. Well, what I had started doing was I had bought this um, maple syrup that, had, um, that was aged in whiskey barrels. So it tasted like whiskey. And I've been using it for a while, so the the top had gotten kind of crusty. So I pulled it out of the refrigerator to pour some in her coffee, and I couldn't get it open. And I'm putting towels on the top, and I'm wrenching on it. And she's like, here, give it to me. And I'm like, no, because I knew what you were going to fucking do. <laughs> and you're like, here, give it to me. Just fucking give it to me. And finally, I gave it to you, and you barely even touched it. You just loosened it for her. I probably did. But, you know, Lexus doesn't have the prior male ego you still have lingering in <laughs> you deep down. So she's always coming to me open, open, open. She knows how to properly use a giant. Well, and here's the thing. Like, I can, I can open it. I just don't want to. <laughs> oh, thanks. No. Well, I had I had hidden myself in shame in the kitchen. She came in to see where her coffee was, and I'm like struggling with the lid. Use your friendly giant. Now, now I know what to get her as a stocking stuffer. Like when you try to help me with the with the um, hot tub cover, I'm like, get the fuck out of here! I just throw it on there. I'm like, come on now. I don't need help with that shit. I used to bench press 300 pounds and I can't even open a fucking maple syrup lid now. Like I, I, I've told you and you're going to learn it and then you will understand that strength is not based on training or the amount you can lift. Strength is always based on size. At the end of the day, you, you can train all day in the gym and you can get to a maximum strength level for your size only. But if you go up to the next size category... All your training and everything might you make you equivalent to the next size category above you. But you go to a few size categories above you, like me to you, it's like you have the strength level in my comparison to a 10-year-old child. That's how I see people that are your size. And I mean, I was telling uh, Raven the other day, I said, my go-to move is the most emasculating move possible. I don't like to physically hurt people, but if I need to subdue them, I have to emasculate them and let them know that it's over and they need to not resist. So I go with my Darth Vader go-to. <laughs> when somebody grabs you by the throat and literally lifts you off of your feet with one arm, you stop resisting. You're like, oh, fuck, I picked the wrong person. 
this person just lifted me up off the ground with one arm and could tear me apart like Bishop and aliens. I should not <laughs> piss this person off. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, and it's not like you haven't seen me physically do this. Lexus has seen me do this a number of times. It's my go-to move. See, but you never met me at my biggest. And I had, and I don't know if it's because I was always working in the barn, working on swinging hammers and shit. I had Popeye forearms. My forearms were huge. My forearms were damn near bigger than my... Um, than my biceps. I had gigantic forearms. It was ridiculous. But I've been actively... Did you eat a lot of spinach? Not doing... Oh, I love spinach. I eat it with vinegar. Ew. No, I just like it with a little bit of butter. Yeah, ew. That's how I grew up. It's a country way of eating spinach. Gross. With a little dash of vinegar. Gross. It's just, you know, it's a country thing. Gross. Coleslaw is a country thing, too, and you don't eat that. Oh, mayonnaise. Ugh. <laughs> I am not white enough to like mayonnaise. Oh, I love mayonnaise. I'll, uh, I'll of eat course, mayonnaise. Of course you I do, will you eat fucking mayonnaise white bread right out of a you? jar. Fucking cracker. That's disgusting. Oh, yeah. yeah that, like, if I'm done making a sandwich with mayonnaise, I'll, f- I'll lick the knife off. Oh. Fucking cracker-ass cracker. But I'm also the kind of person that will, when I make a burger, I'll slice up raw onions and I'll slice up an extra few slices just so I can chomp on the onion while I'm eating the burger. That's disgusting. I'm starting to think that I'm (laughs) born trans race because I kind of like grape soda too. Just saying. Hey, I love- I got a big butt and big dick. I love Fanta. You love that Nazi stuff? Yeah, I don't drink Fanta on on principle alone. Yeah, Nazi drink. (laughs) Um, I don't drink it anymore, but when do I... Do you want to when kill I, all the Jews? Do you when, want to kill all bitch, the Jews? The when I didn't know where it came from, I loved it. <laughs> do you want to kill all the Jews? Do you want to... <laughs> Fanta! The chosen invented drink of Hitler. Yeah, I drink like the Mexican version of Fanta, which is... Uh, fuck, you say it's it so sexy. I forgot what, what the name of it is. Say it again. The name of that drink? I don't know. Fanta? No, not Fanta. Um, Oh, Fanta. (laughs) That's what she wanted to hear. It's so sexy when you (laughs) put that accent on it. Yummy. So what are you looking up? What what are you fucking The name of the fucking soda. Jarritos. That's what it is. Jarritos. I love Jarritos. Nobody's ever heard of that beaner shit. What happened to you weren't racist? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Archie Bunker on steroids. See, Come on, what are you talking about? That pisses me off. What? That is one thing I can't do. I could never do it in Spanish class when I had to take it in high school. Roll your I, can't, I can't roll my tongue at all. I Try can't. It. I can't. Try it. I For, can't. I, it. I don't know how. For a porn star, it's unusual that you can't control your tongue. I can't. Because it helps look, in the low jobs. Looking at me doesn't make my I, tongue roll. I just I can't don't believe do it. you. I don't believe you. I don't know. Maybe the teacher couldn't teach right. Okay, we want you to try. All the listeners want you to try. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Arr, right. arr. I, come on, let, let's it, it. It's just gonna come on. Come on. R. <laughs> come on. You now you sound like a pirate. Hey, <laughs> me Mickey's. I don't even know. Arr. I don't know what to do with my tongue to even make it do that. 
<laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. I mean, it's so far in porn. Fuck. Can't control that tongue. You don't have troll, uh, tongue you don't control. Roll your tongue on a dick. Oh, I do. <laughs> well, good for you. It's a little trick. You want me to tie a fucking cherry stem for you? <laughs> Lexus is laughing because she's actually had a guy do that for it. Yeah. Tie a cherry stem with his tongue. And then give me the eyebrows afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Ew, that was, is so fucking. Yeah, but it was funny because, and she knew it was funny. He thought it was funny because he was this old man. Yeah, he was an old man. Honey, you can roll your R's, but you can't spell Colombian, so fuck you. <laughs> wow. See, Rodney. Swinging. Woo. Rodney likes jarritos. Of course, fucking, fucking Rodney fucking black uh, mix over there. I don't know. Rodney, what's your favorite flavor? Oh, fuck you too. I got one of those when you and I had Mexican one day, and it was good, but Jesus Christ, was it sweet. Well, yeah, because it's regular soda. You don't drink regular soda. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, I used to drink them all the time. Oh, my God. If I drink regular soda, it tastes like syrup. Yes. Yeah, it was like somebody put about six tablespoons of sugar in the soda. Yeah, that's why you don't drink regular soda, because it has so much fucking sugar in it. But when I was a kid, I used to drink it all the time, especially like on our trips to Mexico. Oh, man. When you were a kid, that's when they were first learning how to read hieroglyphics, right? She was she was drinking that. and Bitch, you older than me? <laughs> yeah, but I've had work done. Look at this. Look you at were this. eating. Look at this young face. That doesn't change your it's age. It's a whole new face. That doesn't age your, change your age, honey. It's, when you get up, it still creaks more than mine. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Like, you may have a young mask on, but you still old as fuck. So, your, your face may be 33, but your knees are still 48. <laughs> do, do you remember He-Man's armor? The lack of? The chest piece and, yes. the, and the boots? The chest piece and the boots. Do you remember the symbol on the chest piece? No, God, no. I never really got into He-Man. Neither My did brother I. did, but I The didn't. symbol on He-Man's chest piece has always been the Maltese cross. Okay. They recently changed it because of PC culture. Okay. The Maltese cross, because it was also used by Germany in World War II, is now deemed as offensive, even though it's always been a symbol of Germany. And it was also in World War One. It was before that. But because the Maltese cross is connected to World War Two in Germany, they change it to now his plate has a big red H on it. Rodney is my Latino brother, man. He loves the orange one. I'm drinking orange diet soda right now. So now he man has a big red H on his chest. <laughs> So it's He-Man. He almost made me spit out my drink. <laughs> so He-Man walks around Eternia with a big H on his chest. Let everybody come know up he's with He-Man. Anything better than that? It's a big H. It's a big red H. For, For He-Man. <laughs> he does look gay, doesn't he? Especially he's Prince Adam. Who doesn't know that He-Man's gay? I mean, he doesn't have a girlfriend or anything. I mean, he looks like the epitome of gay guy. You know what he Is looks she like? Is she his sister? She-ra. I don't know. Maybe I think so. Or cousin. Some I, stupid shit. Okay, so they're related somehow, so they don't date. No. Okay. It's not incest. 
Well, I didn't know because I never watched You've them. You've never so. seen any romantic shit with He-Man at all. It makes you wonder, you know? He hangs out with a bunch of fucking roided out, sweaty, oily up dudes. And he's constantly wrestling with them. And they wear very little clothing. And they never seem to really hurt each other, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> never seem to do any real damage. Kind of like his play fighting. I'm just saying, and then he he becomes Adam. He, he puts he has that little oh. Lord Flaunt, Fauntleroy haircut, and he's got the pink shirt. What? Princess Adora is the twin sister of He Man, Prince Adam. There you go. They're they're brother and sister. <laughs> no romantic interest for He Man. He Man's only fucking sucking. See, dick. we haven't He's had man at arms. We off. haven't had token in here in a while to do our research for us. I'm having to do it now. Oh, tokens are like nerd dude. Yeah, he was the one that would always look that shit up for us, and before I could even look it up, he would have it on the screen. So, did any of you girls watch like the new Nightmare on Elm Street movie when they rebooted it and remade it and made the the makeup look realistic, no. like a real melted face and no. shit? You know what I'm talking. All right. I think the so. The remake of Nightmare on Elm Street? I think so. Uh, where they were going to take it back to its horror roots? Well, it failed miserably. And I was thinking about why it failed. And I and everybody points to the fact that they made the makeup look too realistic and it looked like a burn victim. But I was thinking after watching the film, this isn't fun. Freddy is serious he is psychotic and he's evil as fuck in this movie. And he's brutal and he's sadistic, but he's not any fun, fun to watch. Freddy needs to be fun. That's the whole point of Freddy Krueger is he was the, you know, the other guys, whether it be Jason or Michael Myers, they didn't even fucking talk. We um, need to discuss our night of watching shows and what we came, the decision we came up with about the boys. Oh, okay. Um, for when the boys, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the series, the boys, uh, but when the series came out and it was supposed to be an adult superhero series, we started watching it. We loved it. We got on the radio. We were singing his praises, how great the boys was. Season one was uh, absolutely fantastic. And uh, the second season, because we're up to season three now, right? Second season was good, and uh, we were still very much into it. The third season, they have gone so overboard with shock and grossness and trying to make it hard to watch. So hard to watch, I don't even feel good about myself after I watched the fucking show. And uh, it got to a point in the series um, where we came to season, you know, episode three of the third season. And we were already iffy with what we had seen prior because this new season almost tries to horrify the audience to the max. Makes you horrified with sadistic shit that, that is way beyond. It's just pure shock value. It's just See, torture porn. that's kind of why they lost me in the second one. Well, it gets a lot worse. I, I Please do not watch the third one. Please. Because it still upsets me. Yeah. There is a part in the third episode that made both me and Sandra immediately rage quit the show, which we have never done and say, we were not going to watch this show anymore. They did a scene of very gratuitous, drawn out, sadistic animal cruelty. 
Oh. And it bothered us so much that after we finished that scene, which we could not watch, we were like, we're done with this fucking show forever. We're done. They've lost us now. They've gone too I fucking mean, far. I mean, it doesn't help that we were both going to school to become zoologists. Yeah, I mean, they had already <laughs> been... You saw you saw as much as uh, episode two, right? No, no. What I meant was <clears throat> I started watching season two and quit. Oh, well, it, season three is so graphic, so brutal, so over-the-top gruesome and horrifying... The first two episodes so, were so they, bad. They gave up on a story and yes. just tried to make it as disgusting exactly. as they could get. And the get sad part is the story parts I was getting in between these horrible, horrific scenes they were showing me that had no story purpose. The story I was getting, I was interested in and invested in. Yeah. And I would have watched the show to the very end because I was interested in knowing what happened to these characters. But they threw in these scenes that were not necessary for the plot in any fucking way. They kept doing this. They threw in scenes that had no other purpose than to fucking horrify their audience. It's just pure, unadulterated torture porn. Now, I was putting up with it when they were showing graphic violence on people. But when they stepped over that line and showed a drawn-out, sadistic, graphic scene of animal cruelty, I was fucking done. That was it for me. I, I can't watch the show anymore. So a show that I used to sing the praises of on this show, now I can't even stomach. I can't even handle it anymore. They fucking lost me as a fan. They lost me as a viewer. It was just so horrible that I don't want to watch it anymore. It turned me off you. to the entire show. What are your, your thoughts on it? Lexi? I agree, man. I, I, first of all, the scene prior to that, I couldn't even fucking watch. And I was, I was turned, I found myself turning away from the screen more than I was watching it. It was just, and I was horrified at what I, 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 you know, the scene was about. And you know, the sad part is before that, we sat down and we're like, you know what? We've been talking about the monsters a lot. We're like, let's sit down and watch the monsters. <laughs> we watched one episode and we fucking loved it. Yeah. Still holds up by the way. And the reason I'm not discussing that scene, Lex, is just to let you know. The reason I'm not talking about that scene is because I know it would bother Raven to hear about it. Yeah. And I don't even want to subject her to hearing Thank about you. what happens in <laughs> that scene because she doesn't need to carry that shit around. We don't need to carry that shit around. Yeah. I wish I had never seen that scene. It Either actually, one. Either yeah. one. And I regret watching that episode. And that is why I said, please don't watch that episode. Because, you know, it stays with you afterwards and you don't feel good about it. There's a particular scene in a movie that still will choke me up to this day. And it doesn't even involve a human. It's from the fly. That Don't even don't. You don't. know what I'm talking yes. about. And it yes, bothered me it bothers a lot me, too. Yes. With his dog. I don't mm -hmm. want to revisit it. No, that. no, I'm not going to revisit it. I'm just saying it bothered that, me a lot. That yes. bothers me. So thank you for not yes. Listen, telling me. That still bothers me to this day. <laughs> I still haven't watched the end of Marley and Me. <laughs> I I got towards the end of the movie and they go into the vet and I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, I may bitch. I'm done. I may bitch about gratuitous torture violence on people. I may bitch. But that's not going to make me walk. I'll put up with it. I'll bitch how your writing has suffered because you're trying to shock me. But you start being cruel to animals. 
That's where I draw a fucking well, line. When we were watching Casino, I covered my face and I thought it was nasty, even though I did agree that it was necessary for the progression of the story. Yes. But when they they hammered that guy's yeah. hands that was cheating. Oh, I told her, I said, that's just all real. I said, we had something called the long haul where there was no cameras back in the back hall. Yeah. And we would beat the shit out of people. The guy, for instance, we had a guy who put his hands on this woman and uh, he, he was taken to the long haul. He went in the long haul and he was perfectly fine. I think he fell a few times when he was in the long haul because once he made it to the holding room, he didn't look so good. And that shit where the casino director, Robert De Niro, says, I want you to get that guy. The, the guy tells the casino director, go fuck himself. And he goes up to his security and says, I want you to get that guy off my table and I want you to put him through that door. I want you to open the door with his fucking head. And the, <laughs> the security officer says, yes, sir. I said, that is true. Because if anybody ever said that to the casino director, he would call us over and he would say, you fucking take him down the long haul and I, you make him pay. And we'd say, yes, sir. <laughs> the casino is so true. Mm-hmm. We, and uh, I went over to Raven's house because every uh, date night with Raven, we have dinner and we watch a movie. So we're trying to discuss what we wanted to watch for the night. And I, I forgot how it got brought up, but uh, mafia movies started getting brought up. Oh, I wanted her to watch a particular scene because she knew scenes from Casino. Like, mm-hmm. you, you motherfucker, you don't ever go above my fucking... But she had never watched the movie, and she said, I never watched Casino. I said, oh, my God. It is one of the greatest fucking mafia movies of all times. They do it so well. So we and watched they did. It. They yeah. did do yeah. it very well. Now, now <laughs> that you have actually experienced Casino, what, what are your thoughts, Raven? Well, I mean, like I said, as we watched it, I'm like, because I've seen Goodfellas. And I'm like, I remember him from Goodfellas. I remember him from Goodfellas. I remember him from Goodfellas. And uh, yeah, it was it was like Goodfellas with casinos. Joe Pesci is awesome. And Joe Pesci plays the same fucking character in every single movie. He oh. plays the psycho fucking guy that nobody can control. And I'm not a big fan of Sharon Stone. But oh she got God. fucking Raven so mad so many times. Her acting, you should have seen Raven. She was getting mad. She's like, oh, that fucking bitch. That <laughs> fucking piece of shit. What well, a piece of shit. Robert De Niro's character, even though he's kind of a gangster, does nothing but dote over her and, and lay everything she asks for at her feet. And he, she still treats him like a piece of shit. And that, I and mean, the, the scene where she ties up her daughter. Yes. Oh my god. To go get high. Was... You got Raven so fucking mad. Raven's like that piece of shit. And you, you know, you're a good actress when you nail a part so much. You have somebody watching that's just getting emotionally worked up and wants to punch you in the fucking face. When you have somebody that treats you like that, you do not. Treat them like that in return. I don't give a shit who you are. <laughs> she, I mean, the, the movie itself is so... Especially, especially when you start out as just a fucking cheap fucking whore walking around in casinos picking up guys. And I love the scene where Remo, the big mafia boss, I'm going to ask you something. I want you to tell me the truth. <laughs> is, is he messing around with the Jew's wife? Because you know that's no good. And then it freeze frames. What was I going to say? 
These old timers take that shit real seriously. I knew if I was going to tell him the truth, we were both dead. So I had to do what I had to do. I had to lie. Nope. Nope. Remo. I, I, I never heard anything <laughs> like that. And it, I love how he was one of the ones that beats the hell out of Joe yeah. Pesci at the end. I mean, he, that's where his loyalty lies <laughs> yeah. with the bosses. He was the go-between. Because if it doesn't, you're you're next. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the movie was so well done, and it was so faithful to the source you material. Know, I struggle to sit through a three-hour Lord of the Rings movie, but I was pretty much captivated yeah. by that one from the time it started till it ended. <clears throat> you, you can take the chips, or you can take the hammer. Can't have both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that is so how it works. And, and she, I was telling her about the catwalks mm -hmm. that are built into every casino. At our casino, we hadn't used them in years, but oh, they yeah. were there. Mm -hmm. And you could walk along the catwalks and look down at every single table with binoculars and watch cheaters. And she didn't know the catwalks were a real thing. I yeah. said, they're in all casinos. All casinos are built with them. So if you ever look up and you see those big panes of glass over the dealing table, those aren't decorative. There are people up there watching your ass. There's because, a whole team of and, investigators and up there. And what people don't know is they send, well, they send the people who watch to class. I had to go to I don't know how many fucking classes to learn how to play the games. She had to know the rules to every to know game, what how to, to look spot for. cheaters. Exactly. Okay. And the one I never fucking got, never understood it, it's just not my game, craps. And what, what happens is she worked in surveillance. She would be down there in surveillance. She would get a call from a pit boss, and he'd say, I want you to watch table 27. So then she would turn the cameras on table 27, and he would tell her, the guy, the right, table 27. And she'd zoom in a bunch of cameras on that person and start recording that, that event. So the pit boss would usually tip her off. The pit boss is there, so he's sure. picked up on something. So he'll pick up a house phone, and he'll say, hey, I need a camera on uh, table 27. And that's how it's done. How often did you guys catch people? Mostly employees, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. Um, and here's the thing is because, like, especially on gaming tables, how it works is you put the tip in the tip. There's a little box. You put it in the tip box, and everybody gets a cut. Okay. I don't know how these people were doing it, but they were stealing chips i guess he was palming them putting in the in there and then at the end of the night he would go to other casinos and cash them in his girlfriend would oh wait you can take chips from one casino yes. and cash them they, they're honored uh oh through see, every i didn't casino. know that i thought if you got yeah. if you won ten thousand dollars in chips at one place you could only cash them there and they and once a week they do drops where you'll You'll get all of the chips of uh, this casino. Let's say they're going to do. We worked oh, at the Colorado. They'll Bell. just take them back and get their money. Yes. Okay, I got. And you. they'll cash them in. So they do it that once a week. We would send our chips from other casinos sure. out for the drop to get cash back, and we would just return their chips. That sure. way, they didn't have to make okay, any more chips. Okay, I get it. But I was telling her about the hard count room, mm -hmm. the soft count room. I'm like, this shit happens. Yep. It looks just like this shit. Yep. I said, giving the fucking security officer a, an extra C note a week to get into the hard count room or the soft count mm -hmm. room. I'm like, that's true fucking shit. Yeah. I'm like, this is so the way Vegas oh, is run. I was, I was asking so many questions because I knew you guys had worked in casinos. 
they were walking through and doing stuff, and I'd look at her and I'd be like, okay, who's that guy? What's that guy do? What's that guy do? <laughs> and I was explaining to her, I'm like, if you're, if you're not in the know of gambling establishments, when you walk in the door, I said, the slot machines, as soon as you walk in the door, the, the closest ones to the front, any entrance, are going to be the ones that win most often. Yep. Is a trick. That's how they get you. Yes. They intentionally make the loosest slots the first ones you see. That way you think they're all like that. It's a fucking lie. If you want to win and you want to play the machines, only play the machines right inside every entrance. Yep. They are put there for a reason to lure you in by thinking Mm -hmm. that they all pay out like that and they don't. As soon as you walk a little further in a casino, your payout level drops. So only play the ones by the doors. And the locals know this. You will see that those machines are filled a lot. Just by passerbys. Yeah. Because locals will always only take the ones by the entrances. Because those are the loosest slots in the building. There's an insider tip. <laughs> we're not big gamblers. Never no, were. No, we never really were. We, we would... Uh, another thing that the cash box does the, the, um, is they cash your paychecks. Because they think... Oh, if we cash the employees' paychecks... Oh, they'll stay They'll yes. stay employed. Yes. Yep. Isn't that slimy? <laughs> Isn't that slimy? Yeah, you get your paycheck, you go upstairs and cash it. And they encourage you to do it. Yep. <laughs> because they know if you have cash in hand, you're not going to leave See, the building until you give them some back. they fucking give you the cash then? That makes no sense. And, you know, they know they're going to get some of their cash back on the way out the door. Yep. Works every time. <laughs> But you we, know, we used to have a rule though. What? Our rule was okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. We only spend twenty dollars out of our paycheck. Once you get back t- more than twenty dollars, like once you double your money, you're done. Yeah, we we made ourselves rules. So what we would do is we do the same thing. We get dollar um, dollar coins, and we would play the mega bucks, which had like a thirty million dollar, and we would max that out for twenty dollars. If we won anything, great. If we didn't, we walked away. Yeah. It's kind of like playing lottery every couple of weeks. Yeah. And you probably have about the same chance of winning it. Well, I won once. Not $30 million. No, no, but I, I gave what I did went away. Yeah, didn't you say you had a friend who was on yeah, hard times or something? Yeah, I think I remember you telling that story. Uh, supposedly, Lexis tells me that's the moment she fell in love with me. Oh. She says that. I do you don't think that's true? Why would that make you fall in love with me? Because I knew your heart. You had a big heart. Size of your heart and the strength of your character. I, I don't want to, <clears throat> you know, ruin your rep, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I have a lot of flaws that go with the big heart and the strong character. I have a lot of fucking flaws in between. A lot. That people really have to ignore to get past. If you want to see my big heart, you got to get past a lot of bullshit. There's a lot of bullshit in the way of that big heart. Oh, God. What? What? So, <sighs> Steve Bannon was found guilty. Saw Twice. That. Twice. Yeah, he's going to get convicted and get a slap on the wrist. Yeah. And then be back to doing evil shit before you long. You know, I, I was watching one of the news broadcasts where they were talking about what he could get. Yeah, 30 days. Yeah, I was like, why'd they even fucking bother? They spent more money trying to convict him. You know why they're bothering? Because they're not going after him. If they were going after him, he'd get a bigger 
bigger consequence, but they're not going after him. They they said he could face two years, uh, and they're pushing for that because they want to set an example. But he's not, he's he's a they, white dude. They also said they've never given anybody two years for contempt of Congress. yeah hell. But if he was black, they give him forty. <laughs> you know it's true. They'd be like, oh my god, get this 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 black person off the street for the rest of his life. We can't have black people on our fucking streets. Like fuck you, crackers. Fucking hate crackers. Oh, God, I saw something on the news not too long ago. They were talking about this uh, black guy. I can't remember which state it was in. It was something like Mississippi or something. One of those shithole states. Oh, God. Okay, Trump. Dude got life in prison for having something like three ounces of marijuana because they got him for uh, intent to distribute. Well, he was he black? Yeah, he was well, a black guy. He was deemed dangerous. Life in prison for three ounces of marijuana. Well, that's because they want to get rid of the black people. That's an efficient way of doing it. So, uh, big sexy's in the room. Yep. <laughs> Chris is like, hey, big sexy. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm laughing because I miss big sexy. He's I a know. funny guy. He's a fun guy. He never takes a trip down here to see us, though. You just talk shit about it. Well, you know, may, maybe one one day uh, when I have a c- upcoming Saturday off, we need to have him on the radio show. Yeah, oh, offered, that would be fun. Even yeah. offered him a little action, oh, you know, Jesus. a little sucky sucky action. When don't you, you offer that? No sucky. way. I'll do a little sucky sucky on Big Sexy. Um, take your antibiotics, Big, you, big Sexy. You, oh, fuck you. <laughs> She'd offer sucky sucky to a fucking homeless guy out behind a dumpster. First yeah, of that's all. That's why I'm telling Big Sexy he needs to make sure he has first antibiotics. First of all, that kind of did happen, I Raven, know it did happen. But it wasn't me offering sucky sucky. He sucked me. He was down on his luck. You know, just, I was giving him change in his cup. He was fucking gross. <laughs> did he have teeth? He did. He was a young guy. It was fucking nasty. The dude stunk to high heaven, too. I didn't smell him. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Thank God I wasn't fucking drinking. Jeez. Oh, we were. Tr- oh, my God. Fuck Raven, man. We, we, we got this. Okay. We were cheap. <laughs> we went to the Parliament House, this famous gay club in, in Florida that's closed down now. But their ex- drinks were expensive, and we were being really cheap. So we got, I got one of those gigantic Ernest and Julio Gallo jugs of, like, the cheap shit. And we, we, we hid it in her company car. So what we would do is we'd go to the Parliament House, but we'd walk out to the car and do laps. And then I would chug a bunch of fucking Ernest and Julio Gallo and do another lap. I, I did, like, 40 trips. By the end of the night, I was fucking wasted. Well, at wasted. least you got your cardio in. I was walking around with bra and panties on through the club. No, not you. Yeah, I was. I was. I, I don't see that ever happening. And you know, the sad part is, I shouldn't have been. I should not have been. I, I had no business showing off my body back then. Jesus, just look back and go, oh god damn! Is this Kimberly. the sausage finger days? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. It, it was, was. It was the time that I went down there for work, and I then no we lack were staying at Disney. I had no lack of confidence. Oh, it was the same time you found out how big of a piece of shit Tony was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that long ago. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I was about 230 pounds. Yeah, I was big. Um, it's also the same week I found out she was a fucking prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I'll have you know I have not hooked in a very long time. So there. 
But weren't you just telling me the other day that you need to start? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was telling you that I have a client Sunday. But in my defense, it's the first one in years, okay? I am trying to rehabilitate. Mm-hmm. Not working out, is it? Well, it depends on how much they offer me, really. <laughs> I mean, hey, 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 hey. Before you pass judgment, everyone has a price. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, everyone has a price. I had a guy hit me up on Twitter today. He's like, I'll give, if you're ever in Alabama, I'd give you $1,000 just to meet you. I'm like, you're so full of shit. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, but if you're in Alabama, I'd go, okay. Why the fuck this. would I go to Alabama? Well, if you were in Alabama. You used to live in Alabama. If, if I went to Alabama now, there's a good chance I wouldn't come back. They show you around the ta- uh, town. Not but- not because I don't want to come back. Not I would just disappear and never. No, those people would gleefully show you around the town. Of course, they would do it by dragging you behind their pickup yeah. truck. <laughs> <laughs> but they would show you all over town. Course, all over. Of course, I used, used to fuck around with that black tranny with the big dick down there. <laughs> Of course you did. So the Secret Service is looking pretty fucking bad. Ooh. Ooh. Have you guys heard about the Secret Service? I, Raven was telling me, yeah, that the uh, investigator. The attorney general said, yeah. stop investigating. Right now, we will handle this because you just keep fucking it up. All the missing text messages has just <laughs> happened to evaporate. Mm-hmm. Their their planned equipment migration. And the political appointee from the Secret Service that Trump appointed to a political position that should not be done ever because mm-hmm. they're an apolitical organization. And they gave him a political position and he took it. Secret Service not looking good, Look girls. shady. Look shady as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I just... It, you know, it's sad, but... We ride these waves of entertainment and like the OJ trial and everything. And then there was a Will Smith debacle and that's all. And now we've got the January 6th hearings and oh my God. And I know Lexus hasn't been following this shit, but Raven, did you watch the one that was basically about the neglect and about he was watching TV and... They're showing the outtakes of his fucking message to the nation and it's so Yeah, I, I did see part of it. And it's so bad. I'm watching these hearings. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. How is this guy a free man? How is this guy a fucking free man? I know. This guy is such a human. And and they were, I was watching these videos where uh, Republicans, I mean, Trump supporters don't care. Well, you can kind of use those two terms interchangeably. It's ki- well, it's kind of like your mom. Just some people are so fucking stupid. You can't get through to them. Like, for all of our listeners, let them know what your mom believes. Oh, my mom believes that the government perpetrated 9-11 to, or 9-11, Jesus, the uh, insurrection to, I don't even know why, but she, she doesn't believe that any of that was the Republicans. It was the government that orchestrated the whole thing. Yeah, it's, the government, which Trump was currently in office of, he was the president at that time. He stayed president until the 20th, till the transfer. 
but he was still the president. So if the, if she thinks the government made the insurrection, that is Trump. Yep. At that time, he was it was a Trump government until the twentieth, until <laughs> the transition took place. He was still in government. He was still in the White House. He was still calling all the shots. So who does she think did all that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because as soon as we started talking about all that, because shit got really political and she is like, she's about as far opposite as I am. Ooh. All of a sudden, my, my sister was calling and she had to take the call. Ooh, Raven. What? I'm reading chat. I, I don't know what the hell he wants. Mm. Hey, Raven, check your DM when you're oh, done with stop. the show. I just slid in there. You already know he <laughs> wants you. He's like, I just slid in there, girl. Everybody wants the big dick tranny. Nobody wants the tiny dick tranny. I'm going to slide up in that DM, girl. I'm going to slide in your DM. What, how does it go for Hispanic women, Lexus? <clears throat> what? Sliding up in. Huh? What did that guy say to you? I'm going to slide up in that brown... No, black hole or yeah. something. Deep black <laughs> wet hole. Yeah. Sexy. It's like, who the fuck are you man, talking to, man? Man, that shit's not smooth. That's just not smooth at all. So, Lexus, let me guess. You're, you're too busy in your life to follow politics, right? No, you guys get mad at me because I, I go into a deep depression. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, smoking pot. You got to know how to handle your shit here. Come on. I mean, oh, it's part geez. of your job to be in the know and know what's happening in the political environment. But we just don't want you going crazy. <laughs> and you tend to go a little cray cray. You tend to get a little emotional. You you had a bad time after the Roe versus Wade thing. You think? <laughs> so okay, let's talk about something uplifting, like the Ricky Martin molestation charges against oh, his nephew. Jesus. Let's talk about well, that. Well, I sent you that thing yesterday. Yeah, the exoneration. Yeah. So yeah, but isn't the damage already done at this point? Well, if you did, you read the article. Yes. Okay. I know that he has mental problems. And the guy who I said, saw it, I wasn't it, able it crazy. to read it. But how many people saw that article is my point. Well, how many people took the time to fucking read it? I didn't. I, <laughs> I was driving. I, I couldn't read it. I <laughs> did read it. And his, the accuser, his nephew, has serious mental problems. And the whole family, he's crazy. It never happened. It was all false and everything. And he, he's done this before. And it goes into it and everything. But I get that. And the article does completely exonerate Ricky well, Martin. Well, it's like Johnny Depp. It's like the whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing. Yeah, but Johnny Depp has a bigger platform. Yeah. What I'm saying is the news about his molesting his nephew is going to have more videos and more showings of this article. Of than course. In this article. That's always how it is. And people are going to make a snap judgment without researching on Google. You don't, well, especially, especially Trumpers, because that's what they like to do. Especially because he's gay, you know. Yeah, of I, course, and they think we're all child molesters. Well, it's not just that. It's it's one thing that I've learned from you transitioning is you know when we were a, a hetero couple before we were gay as fuck. Yeah, when we were a hetero <laughs> couple and we were fucking like fucking rabbits. Nobody thought we were 
freaks, which we were. We were total freaks. We were. <laughs> we were total freaks. But as soon as we become a lesbian trans couple, that's all they think we do, is we're obsessed with sex. Yeah, when we used to be obsessed with sex yeah. when we were normies. Yeah. We're, we're much less obsessed with sex. Yeah. Yeah, we were we were freaks. We were, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I you ever look back and think about all the fucking freaky shit we did? Jesus Christ. <laughs> we were freaks. What I know. was wrong with us? I know. We were working some psycho shit out, man. We If it was a weird fetish, we tried that shit. We're like, <laughs> let's do that too. Hey, you don't know you if you like it until you try it. We we had a good time. We had a good time. Uh, yeah, see, I don't know if our listeners know that you and I, I mean, I have always had a fairly open marriage. We've we've had a lot of freaky things. A lot of freaky times. Yep. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> oh, um speaking of freaky times, it's a perfect uh, time. I'll try to do this quickly. Perfect just, segue. Yeah, you got yeah. about ten minutes. Because Raven was asking me about Jenna or Brian. Oh God. Oh, he hit me up wanting oh, to don't. film with us. <laughs> don't. Well, I didn't. I didn't know who he was. I he hit her. me up last night. I read it this morning, and as he was closing his message to me, he he was like, "Yeah, I used to hang out with Kimber and Lexus." So I'm like, "Well, if he knows both of you." I need to reach out to you guys and see what's up with this guy before I tell him anything. We spent one night with him, but we have endless fucking bizarre as fuck stories about it. <laughs> it was a bizarre experience. Starting off by the fucker didn't have any transportation or didn't have a car. He wanted to come over and have dinner with us and get to know us because he used to be a bar creeper. He was a bar creeper fan of mine. He was latching on to me whenever we went to the bar complex. He was latching on constantly. And finally, I gave him my number, and he wanted to come over for dinner with us because he wanted to hook up with us both. And I said, okay. And we both said, okay. So we decided to go pick this guy up to have dinner with him because he didn't have a car, which was a bad sign. Mm -hmm. I was wearing something all skimpy, a little mini dress, you know, like I always wear out. And I walk up to his house, he lets me in, and he's complimenting my outfit, telling me how great of an outfit I have, how sexy it is. Um, then we take him back to our, our place, where we're having like wine and cheese and snacks, and he's telling us all about his weird sex cult that mm -hmm. has ostracized what? him, mm -hmm. and that they're all working against him and conspiring against him in his sex cult. And then he wanted us to ride him around like a pony <laughs> I totally forgot about that. in the kitchen and whip him. Oh, my him. God. And then when we did go upstairs, the only sex we had with this guy is he wanted us to fuck him in his hairy ass with a glass dildo. Uh-huh. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking <laughs> gross. Like, uh -huh. And we were did both. Did you do it? We both took turns getting through this. That is gross. Oh, it was. And uh, then the next day. We were going to drive him back, and he's like, wanted us to stop and get him lunch, buy his lunch. And uh, years later, after we had this one weird fucking experience with this guy, years later, um, we found out other things about him. I don't know how much you want to say about that. Oh, I don't care. I don't work there anymore. Uh, yeah. Lexus <laughs> used to work for a dermatology clinic, and he came in as a patient with genital warts. Oh, yay. Isn't that like a form of herpes or something? Yep. 
So luckily, all we did was fuck you in the ass. The class. You can't get rid of that either, can you? Nope. Oh, and I he, forgot to tell and you. And he's reaching out to me wanting to film with us. After, with, I forgot no. to tell you the weirdest thing where I thought he was a complete psycho. After he left and we dropped him off, the very next day he started going off at me for the way I had shown up to his house, dressed like a slut. He lives by a school. And how could I fucking embarrass him like that come to his house? Oh, Jesus. This is like the next day. Yep, he's done. I was like, what he's the not even fuck? getting a you remember response. that, Alexis? He yeah. fucking went crazy. Yeah. Started coming at me and attacking me because of the way I was dressed. He had complimented me the day before. Mm-hmm. And now he was insulting me and telling me I'm a fucking whore. I dress like a whore. He lives across from the school. I embarrassed him. I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, he was weird. He is a fucking weirdo. So I, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, Raven, we know this dude from way back. Back in our wild swinger days, we were both hooking up with this dude. I said it was a nightmare evening. We spent one evening with him, one fucking evening, and it was a fucking bizarre nightmare. He's shown up to the T-Girl parties a couple times and tried to talk to me. I like avoid him like the plague. He's at the T-Girl parties. He's like, I'm on medication. I'm much better now. I'm like, oh, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Fucking psycho motherfucker. Psychoist yeah, psychoist. and by that time I had already known what he had, so I'm like, don't, don't, no, yeah, no, yeah. What, what, once she told me that he was there being treated for that, I was like, this guy is off the radar, <laughs> and it's not like he was a hideously ugly guy or a good looking guy. He was just an average looking guy. He's very average looking, but he's just fucking crazy, man, and weird. Wanted to be ridden like a pony and oh fuck God. with a glass. That was dildo. so weird. I know, right? And he wanted to be like crop whipped. Yes. It was uncomfortable. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're we were we thought we were freaky. Yeah. And and then how emotionally and aggravated and angry he was getting about his sex cult. Yes. And the conspiracies. And that his ex girlfriend was in this sex cult and she yeah. was she was doing all this to fuck with him and, and we we're just like What? That is weird. I, oh, he's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, God. I don't want anything to do with him. But he's on medication now. I he's don't care. Better. I don't care. You said herpes don't go away. That's enough for me. <laughs> well, genital warts do. Yeah, they, they. he has to be broken out to infect you. Well, in genital warts, what happens is if you remove the wart after about six to eight months, it's gone. It's gone until you, you know, you have the virus in your system. Until you have another outbreak. Yes. Yeah. But as long as you don't have an active wart, you can't really give it to other people. That is not the worst story I have from my medical days. Oh, God, I don't want to hear your gross shit. No, it's not gross. <laughs> it's funny. So this kid comes in. He's like 16 or 17. His mommy brings him in. And she's like, I, he's got something in his bum bum area. I don't know what it is. 17 and he's oh 16, god i remember this story bum bum yeah i remember this story so we do a biopsy we're like oh fuck it's herpes oh, anal warts he has anal, anal warts. warts so we're like and there's only one way to get there yeah so we're explaining his to mom her, doesn't realize at this point yeah we had to explain what was happening. <laughs> and 
Oh my gosh! How'd that go? No, how'd that go? I gotta know now. Yeah, I want to know taco? now too. <laughs> how'd that taco? Luckily, I was just the assistant. I didn't have to do it. Yeah, but how'd the talk go? <laughs> he said, "You know, there ain't no warrants." Yada yada yada. And she says, "Well, how do you get them?" <laughs> go on. <laughs> From not wiping fully. <laughs> go on. So he had to tell her. It's what he say. Don't don't leave it out. He said, "Well, you can get it from intercourse." And her eyes got totally big. What? No. Because first, you know, we had to tell him first. So we asked her to come get out of the room. We told him, and we're like, you know, you're not 18. We we have to tell your mom. Oh, God. (laughs) What was his reaction to that? Oh, he was devastated. He was so devastated. Oh, God. Because, one, she just found out he was gay. Or at least liked it in the butt. <laughs> oh, God. Kind, kind, see, in high school, I dated a girl that had similar problems to what you've been going through. So her mom took her to the... Um, you mean girl problems? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. a little confused, too. <laughs> so okay. her mom took her to the doctor, you know, because she was having horrible cramps and stuff. And right in front of the doctor, or right in front of her mom, the doctor asks her, is there any way you can be pregnant? Yeah, they they have to ask that. (laughs) Her mom didn't like me after that. (laughs) But the thing is, this is the girl, yes, I took her virginity. But bitch took mine, too. It was the first girl I had ever had sex with, too. Was it scary for you? Oh, God. I was... (laughs) Her first mom, time, the first time I ever said my dick in something. Her mom did not like me for the longest time. Well, gee, I wonder why. Wonder why. You it was, vi- my, it was my first time, daughter. too. You violated her daughter. Yeah, How you were still you? porking her little girl. It was my first time, too, though. Uh, it's not like that. Women are often the instigators of it. Oh, she, yeah. well, I won't say it was all me either, though. And guys can't get pregnant. And girls can't get abortions. Yeah, not anymore anyway. Yeah. So why would you shoot yourself in the foot as a man? If you're really a misogynistic, misogynistic asshole and you think it's badass to go and nail a bunch of bitches, do you want five to six kids? I mean, with child support and everything, why are you shooting yourself in the foot? Why are you making it worse for you? They need limiting more. the male options, too. Because it doesn't too. feel good to wear a condom. 60% of That's abortions. That's why it's good to have abortion as an option. If I'm remembering these statistics right, 60% of abortions are performed by white or performed on white women. Listen, I had a friend growing Probably up. Probably with that strong black semen. I, used, I had a friend growing up. And she was probably 19. She had had like four or five abortions. Was she white? Yes. Yeah. See, of course she was white. They need more white voters. <laughs> white trash folks love them abortions. See, minorities, we have, we have uh, you know, minorities avoid abortions because they can't afford that shit. Yeah, pretty much. Have you uh, heard about Walgreens not giving people their birth control? I read an article about one that wasn't. Yeah, it's and Walgreens it, claiming that it was isolated. No, it's it's happened multiple really? times now. Yeah. Oh wow. <sighs> Being a woman is so much fun. I, I, I 
see, th- this is why she's avoiding watching the news because it pisses her off. <laughs> yeah, and then you, you guys get me fucking going, then I get pissed. <laughs> Got to poke the bear a little bit, like like me looking at her and going, "Have you ever noticed that the word for weakness is pussy? Doesn't that piss you off? That when people want to tell you you're weak, they call you a female fucking." Uh, vagina. Well, like, like you, like I was telling you the other day, I was texting her and I said something like, that was such a fucking pussy move. And I was like, oh, she doesn't like that anymore. <laughs> and I came back and I'm like, that was such a nutsack move. And she was like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I brought it to her attention that in the common perception that, you know, a woman is considered the height of weakness to the point where in conversations, if you want to call someone weak and pathetic, you call them a pussy because they, they're like, they're acting like a woman, you know, what really, what really gets to me is that yes, men are stronger, but women are by far fucking tougher. Yeah. But I I was just, I I always thought it was interesting because you always used to use the word, stop being a pussy too. I was like, you understand that you're literally calling them a woman because they're weak. So you're like, don't be as weak as a woman. Well, and this is why. Because with a man, you get him in the fucking ego. By telling him not to be as weak as a woman? Yeah. And I know... Doesn't that feed into their misogynistic I feelings? know that women aren't as strong, but women are fucking tougher. And I... Listen, I haven't had a cramp like I had last month in forever. It fucking took me to the ground. And if a cramp takes me to a ground, I can only imagine what it does to a male. All right. Yeah, so. we have 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people. Well, we love you. We hope we enjoy uh, entertained you. That's what I meant to say. That's, uh, I'm a little bit stoned. You enjoyed it. I've been token. You know, fuck off. But anyway, no, no, you fuck off. I love you guys. Peace. Bye, guys. Hi, guys. Suck your fucking dick.